Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here he is, Derek McCaw, the man who knows more than you do. Take it away, Derek. No, thanks. That's good to follow up. Uh, that's not necessarily... It depends on who's listening right now. Oh, that's true. If I, my, had a, I had a couple people in if, mind. If my son were listening, then yes, he I is. would. He knows more than you do about things you don't want to know? Right. There you go. I know more than you do about okay, things that don't matter at all. But I will Asterisk. help you win trivia contests at bars because you have a life and I don't. Okay. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. You may notice that it sounds a little, little empty. Tonight on the podcast, it's spacious. So it's uh, spacious. That's true. Oh, look, I'm stretching out because I don't have my usual announcer tonight. He has apparently fallen ill. Uh, Mr. Lon Lopez is out there. We are a man down, and uh, I just got get to be, well, Lon. Yes, because you're gainfully employed and you can't afford. You don't have sick days yet. So, uh, and across from me, podcast producer, moral compass, and mock Lon. Folon, Folon. I was going to say, your shining light. No, Rick Brett Snyder. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, yeah, Rick Brett Snyder is here. And so the two of us are we're bravely soldiering on. Now, we put out some emergency uh, text messages and emails to see if other people would show up. Who knows? Who knows? We might have special guests. Our friends are not necessarily the most responsible people. Or, or, yeah, no, in fact, in fact, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Responsible or responsive. I guess so. Salazar? Good Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no. yeah. If he can, he will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and Garcia? Well. If he can, he will. He might. So, uh, we got a lot of com- comics news. We got a lot of movie news. We got a lot of TV news, as always, because, you know, the news just doesn't stop just because we do. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to. As witnessed by almost every time we record, we finish recording, something big <laughs> happens like, the next day. I push what? the stop button. Why can't you time this? And then suddenly, yeah. Anyway, uh, so today, uh, let's go with the comics. Uh, very exciting. Uh, and it seems to, that, once again, it's, it's weird how we always tap into being, being uh, big fans of things that have gone away for a while. And then we both go, hey, you were a fan of that? And, of course, the thing that we're a fan of, I'm, and I'm scanning the door occasionally here, at Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. So glad you got that in there. Indeed, because I'm looking at the door going, Will one of the other guys show up? <laughs> anyway, uh, and not Steve. Don't tell Steve we have an empty, empty chair. Um, anyway, uh, maybe Gaz. Gaz can sit in. Ah, maybe we can pull in Mr. Gaz Gretzky. Oh, okay. Uh, just so I can taunt him that apparently at home I have a five-disc Tron Blu-ray waiting for me. Oh, my. At oh, least, my. At least that's what Disney really? emailed me and said, yes. So, wow. So I'll be uh, looking over that this weekend. Um, anyway. Uh, yes. Where was I? I was going to say that a franchise that did return after a long absence, not Tron, although it did, uh, is Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Clive Barker. Not, o- not only did Hellraiser return after how many films were there? Were there six? I think there were six. Okay. The last one was in outer space. 
You're kidding. That is usually the death knell for yeah, it. I gave up long, long before that. I think I only saw up to Hellraiser Actually, the last two. one goes be- goes between two points in time. Interested. Yeah, uh, like the 1800s and then Interested. Space, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, intriguing. Uh, however, none of it matters because the only Hellraiser film that uh, Clive Barker actually dealt with directly was the first one mm-hmm. uh, and uh, based on his novella The Hellbound Heart yep. and now Boom Studios has convinced him to come back and work on the comic version of Hellraiser. Now I think and maybe you correct me your memory on this may be better. In the early 90s there was a Hellraiser comic from Marvel I think through yes, the Epic was. line. It was an anthology book. An and anthology it was an oversized, book. thicker like yes. square bound book. Yes. And there wasn't. It was very hit and miss. But I believe Clive Barker consulted on that. He did not he write did. any of the stories. Because he was doing a lot of work with Marvel at that time. He also did the Shadow um, Line. Uh, yeah, but there was, oh no, no, he wasn't the Shadow was Line. The, uh, yeah, he was the one about the. They also made that one into a movie. Uh, uh, Saint Sinner. No. Uh, yes, there was. Well, he okay, did. Okay. Clive Barker's Saint Sinner was it's a sci-fi movie. <laughs> but there was another one. There was another one. It was about the uh, all the different freaks and. Uh, uh, the one guy who Nightbreed, his, Nightbreed, right? Nightbreed, yeah. And that was a that was a series that yeah, they the, picked up as yes. well. Yes, you're right. Okay, so there we go. Anyway, so uh, he has been gone for at least at least two decades directly from it, uh, and so he uh, has gone through uh, through Boom Studios with uh, a, a, another writer named Christopher Montef. And it, with the artist Leonardo Manco, who I think had worked on Punisher and had done some Hellblazer. Okay. Um, and they are doing an ongoing series set in the Hellraiser universe. Not once is the uh, character we know as Pinhead referred to as Pinhead. He is referred to as the priest. He so isn't I, referred to as Pinhead in the Hellbound Heart either. So I think that I'm going to just give him the respect. And since another character refers to him as the priest, we shall refer to him as the, the priest. priest. He's got spines coming out of his face, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they launched number one today, and uh, Boom Studios went into cahoots with a lot of uh, different online websites, as opposed to offline websites, and uh, and released an eight-page prelude, which is separate completely from the book. You have to uh, – wait, are the Jetsons landing? That's my phone. Is that Elroy? Elroy? Hello, this is Rick. We're just starting the podcast, yeah. Who's coming in? No, we didn't. That would be great. See you then. Bye. Lady and gentlemen, because I think we have only one female listener. He is risen. Who is risen? Lon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's feeling better. Well, then let's continue and let him. We'll, yeah, go. I, we will. Yeah. Okay. We were at Hellbound Heart. We were at Hellbound Heart. Yeah. This is good. We can talk about comics because he does doesn't read them in a while. So um, anyway, uh, so we picked this up, and I, there's an eight-page prelude which is available on Fanboy Planet uh, PDF that will not be published. It's not part of the first issue. It really is a separate story by the same team, which will not be printed for at least what. Five six months when they do a trade paperback of uh, the Hellraiser series, so okay. so you can get it for free at Fanboy Planet. There you go. Uh, and it's a, it's a disturbing. What's it is the for URL for that? That would be www.fanboyplanet.com. Okay, good. I kind of assume that if they're listening to the podcast, they could get they it might, off iTunes. They could. 
you're right, where we are explicit. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lon. Um, so, anyway, there's that. Uh, and, it, and it also included on the pre- on the uh, prelude, there's a lot of stuff with Comics Pro and talking about where to find comics. So if you are not near Elusive Comics Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California, there's a list of other places you can be. But if you're in the Bay Area, you really should drop by because it is one of the best comic stores in the Bay Area and certainly within our our immediate vicinity. Oh, I, I agree. Look at it. It's, it's spacious. It's white. It's a uh, clean, well-whited place for comics. It is. It is. That's that's almost cute. Yes. All right. Uh, and then uh, today also launched, uh, and it seems like you and I are in the same boat on this one, uh, they launched War of the Green Lanterns over at D.C. Yeah. On the heels of at C2E2, the Chicago Comic Convention, uh, Dan DiDio talked about how they wanted to change up a little bit. They've been too busy telling stories about other stories, and they needed to get back to just telling stories. So three days after he says that, they have a story that involves three different titles. Uh, and then in a less than a month, we are going to have Flashpoint, which will cause a bunch of titles to be canceled. And they will do another big crossover book. Uh, well, you only have to read the main story, right? Just like Fear Itself sure, over you, at Marvel, yeah. where they promise this one's totally internal, and they and they have announced a flurry of no, I'm going to go ahead and say slurry, slurry. of uh, of tie-in books for that main series. So um, I'm going to say with War of the Green Lanterns, I may I may change my mind, but I feel a little um, evented out. And waiting for the trade. I would definitely invent it out when it comes to the Green Lantern series. Especially after Blackest Night and Brightest Day, which I'm and reading the, Brightest... And the previous War of the Multicolored Ring. Oh, Lanterns. yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Forever. Color War, is that what they called it? Uh, I don't remember. Race War. Race War. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I feel at this point that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a little... It's fatiguing. I'm, it's fatiguing, and I realize with, like, Brightest Day... Uh, not that I, I, brightest day holds surprises for me every issue. I can't tell where it's going. The flip side of that is I stopped caring about <laughs> seven, eight issues ago. I can't tell. I don't care. Just finish it up. You know, I'm Jim, already this this involved. I want to know what the ultimate fate of every character is, but I can't. I can't keep track of who I'm supposed to keep track of. The, the the problem with the big Green Lantern crossovers and stuff is Johns is a great writer. There's no doubt about it. He can he can really brighten up characters you take for granted. However, there are far too many issues where you just get at the end of that issue and you go, nothing, nothing happened. happened. Yes, there's no change to the status quo. Nothing got moved and along. All these it's char- a bunch of people wringing their hands about the situation they're in. And all these characters, I don't know if you've been reading Brightest Day, but every time they accomplish whatever their goal was, it, you know, the White Lantern comes and says, "Life restored, mission yes. accomplished." It's like the reverse of finishing. And you had no way of predicting what that <laughs> exactly. mission was. Right, right, right. You know, I ex- <laughs> ah, and extra life, extra <laughs> It's like reading Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Oh no, Scott Pilgrim was really good. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to uh, mention also that uh, Disney is publishing Marvel magazines, mm. uh, some, but not as Marvel comics. They're doing Captain America and Thor one-shots to tie in with the films that are, of course, upcoming. Uh, and I assume that's, that they're taking the publication of those because they have better uh, market penetration, like to mainstream bookstores perhaps or newsstands. I guess if they're magazine, they might do better at Walmarts and Targets. Maybe if they're Disney, then I don't if know they're that Marvel, I see a lot of Disney merchandise 
outside of at WalMarts or Targets. Uh, I mean, because I don't know that I see a lot of Rick Brett Schneider at a Walmart. Uh, no, I don't go to Walmart. Yeah, okay. No. no. <laughs> no. Point me. Sorry. Uh-huh. I can't really Zing. speak to Walmart. Uh, yes. Uh, but uh, Target, any the, other any The other prices stores, are fantastic. I mean, what, what, what books do they – I mean, is, they have a couple of – I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know. Do yeah. you go to Target for books? Or, for books? I go to tar- when I go to Target, I look at the books. Yeah, there are magazines over there. Yeah, I could I could see it. Yeah. They're doing that. They're doing Cars too, and the big one, which is escaped us all, but is an incredible, uh, incredibly popular among the kids. And I know that Kyle Baker had worked on it for a while, which is Phineas and Ferb. Oh yeah, this very bizarre but pretty funny uh, animated series on the Disney Channel, mm-hmm. and so the kids love it. Uh, it makes sense. I'm so old and judgmental on that. The kids just love it. They do. And uh, so they're doing an ongoing, uh, I believe it's a the biggest monthly penetra- magazine. The biggest penetration for Disney in those stores is videos. Is videos, yeah. yes. But uh, but this is a magazine. They're doing Phineas Ferb, right. a magazine. Uh, so the thing that surprised me about Phineas Ferb, I just have to throw this trivia in because I had not realized it until I looked at the credits. The British father on Phineas and Ferb is Richard O'Brien. The writer of the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah, it's stunning. And and also he was uh, um, uh, what's the uh, he was Riff Raff. Riff Raff. Yeah. Riff Raff. And and he's and in Flash shock Gordon. Treatment. And shock treatment. And he is in Flash Gordon. And uh, a couple other things. Uh, so we move on to this June. Uh, here comes Lon. So he might be excited by this particular news. Uh, no, he won't be. But uh, but Marvel is also going to just in time for last week. We spoke of uh, Captain America relaunching in July. Marvel announced, uh, and, and we knew that Steve Captain Rogers America number one, well, number one. So right. we knew that uh, that Steve Rogers would be re- returning to being Captain America, but not before Marvel launches Captain America Core. So there'll be several. <laughs> Are they all different colors? Uh, I don't know. There'll be <laughs> several people. Vying for the shield? I don't know. Yeah. Um, this summer, there's also going to be a Spider-Man crossover on a similar concept called yes. Spider Island. Yes. So whoever gets Which immunity. Which is actually just Manhattan. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've never been to Manhattan. Is it spider infested? I know they have no, a no, no, bed no. bug problem. You know what that one is, though? No, no, I don't. All the people of Manhattan, including the superheroes, gain spider powers. That's the premise. Huh. And so they've got they've got treatments of all the different heroes with with Spider Man. I saw that stuff. image and, and I didn't then, understand. You know, eventually, they start growing extra limbs. Oh, so yeah. sort of like Spider Man one hundred to one hundred two, yeah. Amazing Spider Man, right. first time around, first time around, one hundred one hundred two, drawn by Gil Kane, and sitting down, loosen up, fan You're late. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but that's good. You still showed up. That sir, Hello. showing up. That the sir is. Professionalism. Yes, I almost died today, but I'm Did here you? and I'm ready to party. Okay. Well, speaking, and of, I can't hear myself. But it's speaking okay. of, uh, just turn up the. Uh, no, it's, it's oh, this no. is the the, the right. one. The I don't speaking of almost dying, Bane uh, is uh, going. Oh, that's better. The character Bane in Bane. the DC universe is apparently how they say it, <coughs> going dark again. Yeah. And of course, when you noticed that on my itinerary, Rick, what was your comment? It's funny because. Venom, gonna, oh, right. Venom is going light. 
Yes. Because he's turning into a hero powered by Flash Thompson. Oh, I thought you meant Venom was going to be guest starring on Glee. He's less calories. Uh, fewer. Calories. Fewer calories. Yeah. Uh, but he tastes great. Uh, yeah, well, sure. Okay. Um, Wait, Flash Thompson is Venom now? He will uh, be. Yes, that's what uh, Rick told me. I Whatever was, happened I was surprised to by uh, that. the Brock? Eddie he Brock. died. He died of cancer. Oh. Yeah. Did so. he die or did he come back? Who was anti-Venom? No, you're right. I think that was Eddie Brock. Yeah, I think that was Eddie Brock. Uh, they they injected him with something that cured his cancer, and may, and he. he so became, what happened to Anti Venom then? I don't know. I, I, he just got I'm, boring, and people stopped. Yeah, is there him. is there a serum? Is there That's a hero about, named Serum? Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, um, antibi- antibiotic. Is there hand sanitizer? Yes. There's, yeah, this is gold, Casada. You want to steal this? You geez. totally can. Yes. Um, <laughs> Are you guys still in comics? We, yes, are. we are. Oh, good. We were only missed the beginning. You. That's right. We we thought we'd just go through, and then that's when okay. you, sh- did you show that's, up for movies. That's great. And uh, so anyway, you guys I are think so cool. Bane uh, had kind of was trying to find a nobility, and he's been portrayed in Secret Six as being trying to find a nobility, Which but still a savagery. Actually, almost made me go back to reread Secret Six because I actually liked that book, but it was kind of marginal for me after about the first eight issues. Oh, I really enjoyed. Well, you know, Secret Bane's Six. story really—it's not his fault. No, it's and not. If, and if I were counseling him, you know what I'd say to him? I'm afraid. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Just because you have a beard it's not your fault. does not mean that you are a psychologist. And then I'd hug him. Right. You couldn't wrap your arms around him. He's huge. Just because you can't wrap your arms around someone doesn't mean you can't give them a hug. Mm. Like right now, I'm hugging all our listeners. Everyone, just enjoy it. Remember earlier when I talked about hand sanitizer? Yeah. You might want to think about that, listeners. Just nestle you into that. You might want to think about yeah, that. Think nestle it. into that good hug. Oh, Bill Bossert, you're getting a little extra squeeze. Oh, my God. What's next? Uh, is the reason I think Bane's going dark again is because he is the villain. Tom Hardy is playing him in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, so you can't have confusion. Yes. Oh, was he a good guy? Confusion. Were you paying attention the last no, five I, minutes no. while you were hugging the audience? Well, I, you were saying, we're saying stuff about Venom and stuff. Light and, and, yes, I know. And hard. all that. And, and uh, even when people act noble in Secret Six, but they're still villains, right? They're well, sort of villains, but they're anti-heroes. You and have you making... have you have a a very standard story of redemption. Mm, yeah, kind of like Thunderbolts. Kind yeah. of Figure Six is more f- fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this week also uh, uh, DC's The Source, where it's their own little um, internal gossip site. Uh-huh. That's I, weird. Is there still a Source magazine? Uh, I, I assume so, but this is the source. Oh, the DC's source. DC's the uh, source. See how an article makes the difference? No, I think it's still called the source. I, or is it just Source Magazine? I, I think it's know. just Source Magazine. Okay, sorry. Point is, at the source, they shut down their message boards because they just got tired of arguing and flame wars. <laughs> and they got a new moderator who decided the best solution uh, was to just cut them all off. Free speech is a bad we thing. We shall wars? just. Yes, there were flame wars, which is odd because really it should be ring wars, but there were flaming wars. Wow. And. Uh, I don't know what really was. There's been a lot of speculation. What was it that really tipped him over the edge? But no one knows for sure. Just know that all of a sudden it was kind of. I just came in one day and I'm just. I'm tired of all you. Yes, you kids get out of my forum. Set the forum to read only. Yes. So it's odd. 
Uh, we uh, see that's weird. Why would they shut? Because I mean, when more people come to the forum, you have more people, more traffic to the site. Talking. Yeah, but if, you have, yeah. if you have flame wars going on or people who are basically uh, trolling for other people, you you end up driving people or John out Byrne. anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So I yeah I, I, is that what it's called? Flame wars. Flame wars are yeah. when you have an extended argument. Oh, in the forums or in something. The forum and it, 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 when you drop an atom bomb insult on someone in a in a message board or a forum, that is a flame. Oh. You are tr- you are you are flaming them. Yes, I guess I just don't spend as much time on the computer as I thought I did. Yeah, well, it's been since the eighties, really. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Earlier. I, I, well, we already have the explicit. Uh, tag. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm just not going to go for the joke. The uh, point here, uh, the next point which I have, is that uh, we've set a record for variant covers. So we mentioned next week IDW is releasing Godzilla number what one. What was the previous uh, record there, Derek? I don't know. <laughs> but you know what the record is now? What? 100 oh variant covers. Are they all as good as each one, as the next one? Well, here's what they are. Uh, it's Godzilla normally stomps Tokyo. Okay. But in this case... Depending on the comic book store, if you order 50 copies or more, I think it was 50 copies he or more. He stomps your store. He stomps your store on the oh, cover. Wow. That's, so that's, I don't know if there, I don't think there's an elusive. <laughs> right. Because uh, I, I don't think we have a lot of Godzilla fans coming in here. But I, I, I would probably buy it. But I'm, Yeah, but you'd have to be, you know, like all Godzilla. it takes is one person willing to spend 50 bucks I'm on that variant cover. I'm not going to spend 50 cover. bucks on that cover. Um, what, how, how does a Godzilla comic read, really? Like, uh, does he have inner inner dialogue or monologue? I mean, typically like, you have a Godzilla squad. Oh, okay. So it's the humans doing all the yeah. talking. It, did and you read the Marvel one ever? Yeah, it had. I, it was Godzilla uh, King was, of the Monsters. It was Shield. It was Shield. Dum Dum Dugan. It was an excuse for a Shield book yeah. in which their main mission was to defeat Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. So and they brought Red Ronin in and all mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'd I like kind of like a, a Godzilla like uh, a la concrete. You know what I mean? Where it's this monster. <laughs> Where he's like in a boat yeah, sitting there just, with a beautiful girl. And he's just kind of if contemplating life. And, you know, I just wasn't an ugly lizard monster. I could have a relationship what I, what with I, I What I find unbelievable about that is you read Concrete? No. <laughs> like, for a second there I looked over and there he was a – He read the whole fragile creature. And there was a sensitive man. Mark. <laughs> I just uh, you, you got to go there for the jokes, you know. Yeah, I mean? so. that's like that's a one step up from Elf Quest, mm. right? Yeah. So. He read Con- Concrete right after he he. Uh, I'll forget it. After yeah. I read Strangers in Paradise, yeah, that was oh, exactly that was. where it was going. <laughs> Speaking of Elf Quest, it is uh, the panel for Elf Quest is directly opposite uh, the panel for MonsterVerse at WonderCon, in nice. which I will be appearing six thirty Friday, April first. Uh, oh, that's funny because Wendy Penny went to the Bosfa meeting recently. Oh, yeah. And the one thing that they said in the announcement to you know, Bosfa is the Bay Area yeah. Science Fiction. I, yes. Um, the one thing they said out to, to the members is that she's not allowed to talk about ElfQuest. At, at WonderCon? At the, uh, no, no, at, the, at our at local meeting because of what's going on with the movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. The movie. Okay. Well, um, the movie's in development – and I Elf think Quest the movie? Elf yeah. Quest the movie. And, oh, not the first time. And not the first time, so you'll believe it when you see it. And Warner Brothers uh, paid a lot of money for the rights to it after uh, – it was one of the reasons why they all fused together as a conglomeration. Right, because they, they lost the rights and they Because they stopped under. publishing and didn't realize that they had just bought the rights to something that six months earlier they had been publishing and it would have been a lot cheaper. Uh-huh. So, uh, yes. But she can't talk about it because of that? 
Well, she can't talk about. Or it she's just fanatical. That she was. Well, she is the creator. Basically, the, oh. not allowed to talk about it until they had done. Okay, enough. so there's a panel at WonderCon at uh, six thirty. So if you're Chris Garcia, it's a tough choice. Come see me, or come see Wendy Peeney, who goes to Bosfa meetings. Yeah, which is better for your career? Might Dang it! A... None of you guys are going to be my panel. You know, I think I had the. <laughs> I'm going to set the camera up, and then I'm going to go. There. Okay, so you're going to go see uh, Emerald Knights. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I think I have. So I you could pick that camera up for me after you're done. With well, you said, are you going up Friday? Oh, is this Friday? So, yeah, it's That's Friday. Cool. I, I, I sent mail. Yeah. I, said, I didn't know yeah. it was going Friday. Yeah. So um, anyway, so no one's going to videotape me. That's okay. What time is your panel? Six thirty. But who be. needs who needs video of me standing of just sitting there going? How are you going to the city? Uh, I'm running. Are you going to drive? Yes. Maybe I'll take well, the train. I, I might. I might take. The, I know. I'll probably. I don't know. I might take Bart. This is I don't great. Know. This is great radio. This is how people in the Bay Area talk. It is indeed. So let's talk about about, about actual comics that we've read and enjoyed. Yay! You were a big fan of FF One Future Force. Is that what they're with? Future Foundation. Future Foundation. Yeah. So which which has basically been the side story and with Fantastic albino Spider Man. Uh, well, actually, it's actually kind of cool. The the suits are third generation unstable molecules. And if you concentrate, you can change the color scheme and the pattern. So Spider-Man can actually change it from white to black. He can reverse it just mm-hmm. by thinking, as can any of the, the future foundation who are wearing them. I really need unstable molecules. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. I could really really get my closet down to Instead a of an unstable mother. But yes. anyway, go ahead. So uh, <laughs> this is the book that follows the death of Johnny Storm and the end of the Fantastic Excuse me, War. alleged death. Of Johnny Storm, the was there the a body? fall of Johnny Storm? Yes, there we go. That's there fine. we go. Uh, they, there was another term they actually used in that that didn't actually didn't the snuffing the marketing campaign <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this is kind of it's kind of funny because the publicity stunt of Johnny Storm. They've done this before where they have they've lost a member. You know, Ben Grimm went off by himself after the, the after thing the, solo series after Secret after Wars. Secret Wars, he went. Reed off Richards and, died, quote unquote. Yeah, uh, and, but they've never actually closed down the book and started another book. And you know Johnny's going to come back, and you know they're going to have another Fantastic Four number one. It's going to be a return to greatness. This is an age but of in the closing meantime, down books and relaunching. It's still Hickman, and I love it. It's, okay. it's still it's a it was a, a beautifully paced book. It was the same tone, the same characters as the Fantastic Four. Um, it's a it's a nice. It is the family of Marvel. It is the these guys are. It's not like the X Men where they're at each other's throats. It's not like the Avengers where mm-hmm. who knows going to who's going to be in the mansion tonight. But this is the, there is a great scene where they sit down to dinner and they say grace and they say the best grace you've ever heard in a comic book. Um, it's it's Hick, Hickman's marvelous. And at the end of uh, at the end of the Fantastic Four, the big reveal was. Nathaniel Richards comes back, who is – Nathaniel is a – we've established before that he's a time traveler. Mm-hmm. So he knows what's going on in the future. He has partial memory of what's going to happen. All the stuff that Reed's been worried about and how he's been trying to protect the world for the future. And now Nathaniel's there who is – Nathaniel is the father? His father, oh, right. Okay. But what's cool about this is – what's my other favorite Hickman book right now? Ah. Uh, Shield. Oh, right, right. I'm and sorry. That's Shield fine. has had Nathaniel Richards in it. So it's all tied together. Jumping all around, right? Sure. And it's all tied together. And there, there's actually overtones in this that make me think that they're going to bring the, all the stories together. This is one of the many reasons we have to keep you on staff, aside from it's all your equipment. But uh, 
that you and his devilish good looks. Well, that's starting to just irk me. The older he gets, the the more um, devilishly handsome mm, he becomes. Thank you, thank you. Mm, it is Brett yeah. Schneider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but because is, I read all these. Things. Because you read Marvel. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I really don't. I, I although I did read a Marvel book last week, which was of course Bruce number one. Oh yeah, revival from Cross Gen. Uh, so we can transition from there. We know that FF is a recommendation for you. You're loving Hickman. Yeah. I'm going to go back and get those Fantastic Fours as trades, I think. I'm going to have to read that read his run because his, you his keep really, raving so much about it. It's fun stuff. That uh, I, I'm down with that. Uh, and so uh, CrossGen, which was the it was once the competitor to Marvel. Weren't they like the third biggest for a while? For about three months. <laughs> and I, the first, I, don't, I think the second Comic-Con I went to, CrossGen had the biggest booth of anybody. Now, you've seen how large Marvel is yeah. at Comic-Con. You see, CrossGen put them both to shame. Hmm. Uh, Alessi, Mark Alessi, the founder of CrossGen, put so much money into that company. And then, not knowing me from Adam, uh, but he knew that I was press, he just stood there and talked to me for an hour and a half about how all the other companies were wrong. And, hmm. and they were doing everything wrong, and CrossGen was doing everything right. And now Marvel owns CrossGen. CrossGen uh, typically <laughs> had great artists. Yes. Very good writers. They had inkers, and they were doing color well, separation. Well, I'm going to say pretty much with the exception of, um, of Brian Michael Bendis, everybody that's a star at Marvel right now was a CrossGen sure. guy. Uh, as far as artists go, Mike Perkins, uh, who's been doing all the, um, uh, the Captain America run, uh, this is the guy, not Adam Hughes, <laughs> the other Adam. Um, Hubert? No, no, no. The the one who does it's very good pinup art. Adam Horn. Uh, uh, Greg Horn. Greg Horn. Greg. Sorry. Horn. Yes. Okay. There's yeah. it. Greg Horn was doing Greg Land. Both both Gregs were mm-hmm. were there at at Crossing, I believe. Um, and so, and great great writers. And, and so, Roos is back with his original writer, Mark, Mark Wade. Uh, set in a planet much like Victorian England, with a kind of a Sherlock Holmes. Uh, feel and I think the whole thing works because it just—it's not beholden to anything else. It's just no. a story for its own sake. I'm disappointed it's only four issues, but maybe it'll sell really well. And uh, rumor has it they're going to be doing that, testing the market with different titles uh, throughout the next year. There's supposed to be a Route 666 coming, which was my other favorite book from uh, from CrossGen. And then you said, and I haven't read it yet. Last week was Sigil Number One, which was the anchor book of the original CrossGen. That chick was hot. She wasn't a chick in the first one. Oh. She was a big, beefy guy. What? Yeah, yeah really well done. Didn't yeah. look like he a was, chick? No, he was like a space marine. Oh, okay. You're thinking Sybil. No, I thought Sigil was a chick with a little tattoo on her arm. and They all had tattoos on their arms. Oh. They all had the, the sigil. sigil. They all had the Sigil. Mm. You're thinking Mystic, perhaps? Mystic. No, no, there was, was a chick. Him. Maybe they relaunched it later on. Sojourn? Maybe it was Sojourn. That was the Greg Land book. Yeah. And the hot was, chick? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, with a bow and arrow. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you're right. and a Did German she have shepherd. A tattoo on it? Yes. Oh well, then so yes, they, yes they, And what was the other book? There was another sword and sorcery style. Um, well, I said mystic, and is it, what is it? Uh, Way of the of the rat. That, the was rat the, was that was that was the Chinese. That was the Hong Kong. The, yeah. That was the Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. Um, and the path that was the Japanese one. And I'm trying to think, the uh, Meridian. The girl that was in the, that was an, the, there was, the Sky Schooners. Yeah. 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 Maybe can, that's the one I'm thinking of. That was a good book. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, they're all good books, and they were, I mean, when they sold that off, you could get the uh, combo books really cheap. I mean, yeah. 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 So, 
Anyway, that came out. Sigil so, number one, you weren't as strong on. I no, I did not like it. Yeah. It was it was it was a typical like it's the Marvel Peter Parker story that they that you always try and push a teenage kid into. You know, they're brilliant, but they just can't get their life together. They can't get to school to get the test done. They're trying to get the test, but they get interrupted by the psychotic girl who thinks she's the heroine's going after her boyfriend. They're going to beat her up, and she can't get to the class. She's trying. It's like a nightmare. It's like your I, high school nightmare. I identify. And and then she and then all of a sudden she's transported into, into a different world. Yep, that happened to me. That yeah. show with Lisa Bonet. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. So um, yeah, okay. And then uh, yeah, Milestone re- revived a little bit last week with Zombie Number One, and um, thanks for setting the mood. Uh, so, zombie number zombie. one by original series writer John Rosam. So that's they come back to you know you're reviving an old book with the original writer. The only thing with both of these, well, all three, but I guess Sigil it makes sense. They don't want you to know what happened before because there was it's completely different from what Sigil was before. But both Roos and Zombie, neither Marvel nor DC has a collection of the earlier series. Now it doesn't bother me so much in Roos because they just started in the middle of the action. You, you know everything you need to know, but Zombie is definitely picking up, for, and that's X O M B I. I didn't read that one, and it's it's good, but it's definitely picking up from there were twenty issues before about yeah. a decade ago, and there's no trade collection, yeah, so it's popular good. enough. I'd, I'd like to be able to go back now and give me a showcase, give me something for twenty bucks, and we pick up and figure out because if if this was a critically acclaimed series. And and the first issue of this revival seems really fun. It's I like the weirdness magnet concept, a guy who doesn't want to be a hero yeah. but is constantly getting sucked into really weird, weird crap. Um, I just want to know what happened before because they keep kind of referencing it, yeah. not in a way that's distracting to the story but enough to make me want to go back and find it. And I can't just easily get it all. So you were kind of ambiguous on I've been ambiguous about Wait, a, ambivalent this? about that. Zombie. Zombie. X-O-M-B-I. They don't, they don't have any in the dollar bins here? Or I haven't looked yet. Mm. You know, By the time I discovered that I wanted it, I didn't have time to come down here. So I'm guessing that those probably didn't sell that well, right? Uh, potentially. But I still think you know when you're going to relaunch a series, you should, you you should know, gather and, up. You should try and do things to make the series successful. Like maybe publish a book that summarizes the previous books first, That's crazy or job. give it away, or what is it? You know, Marvel does that. Um, yeah, but they're Marvel. They got they got money for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, DC's Warner. They've got money for it. In fact, you know, yeah. well, well, you don't but, give as much money to the little books. The little that's true. To, but to summarize, ruse. If you loved it before, you're going to walk right into it. It's going to be yep. you're just right back into it. If you never read it before, you can walk right into this. Everything is clear. If you never read it and, before, you'll love it. And before, you're you're again. in for a treat. That's that's just a great book. And if you can get the original one, that's I mean they wrapped that's that's a story that they wrapped nicely on the end on the last story. Mm-hmm. They wrapped all the storyline up in it. Now they're just starting off with a new storyline. Yeah, great, great. So let's move to movies, shall we? I'm going to go. I like movies. Okay, I'm going to go. You know, Lon came in and wrote down a rumor, and the, and the only reason I said it was kind of debunked, it's still controversial. We know. Uh, let's go to The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt was, they claimed last week he'd been cast as Alberto Falcone, uh, whose father was played by Tom Wilkinson in Batman Begins. I think so. Yes. Uh, who, as Lon notes here, in The Long Halloween by Jeff Loeb, that was the character who became known as the Holiday Killer. And um, 
But, but now, I think Alberto Falcone was actually cast in the first movie, wasn't he? I don't remember. There was a son. I have to go I back and see, see it. So, uh, yeah, it got debunked. They said they're not confirmed. Now, uh, the Hollywood Reporter and Variety said, no, that's not really true. Uh, he's in talks for something. We don't know what it is. So now people are going, does this mean the Riddler's going to show up? You know, because everybody wants him to be the Riddler. I, that's wrong. He yeah. should be the Joker. I think he could. I think mm. really people would get it. Mm. You know, in a small role, just let him do it. Let the Joker. Wasn't of, there a rumor that. They'd already shot. There was a rumor to that effect, yeah. That they already shot, like, what, Joker in prison scene or something like that? Like, yeah. they were going to try and sneak into this new one or something? Or But I, I think that, I, I don't think that they, <laughs> the, if that if that footage existed, someone would have leaked it by now. That's too big a... Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I mean, I don't know. Christopher Nolan is good at secrecy, but that seems awfully big. Yeah. To think yeah. that there's that there's still footage of Heath Ledger unused. Yeah, good point. Yeah. You know. You would think it would have made the DVDs or something. Or yeah. I would, that, that's my, my theory. Unless they were going to use it for the third one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, other casting rumors, you know, they're moving forward. Warner is still moving forward with an Akira, a live-action version of the anime. How do you feel about that? Um, having only read the manga, I still have not actually seen the anime. The anime. Every, I got along. No, I have it. Okay. I have it. Okay. I just, it's one of those, uh, I need to dude. be alone. Uh, I still don't get it. Directed by Albert Hughes uh, of the Hughes Brothers, whose last film was The Book of Eli. Yeah, I'm a little doubtful. I think that the Hughes Brothers have proven they're really good with making pretty pictures. I have one question. It's Akira, right? Yes. Are they setting in Japan? Oh, no. um, It's all white guys. Who's they're casting as Tetsuo? Detroit, yes. Really? Detroit? I believe that's where they were planning on going. Uh, Robert Pattinson, Andrew Garfield, and James McAvoy have been sent the script to audition for the role of Tetsuo, or the equivalent of Tetsuo. Uh, The... Well, didn't they already do that movie and it's called Takers? For Canada, yeah. they've uh, sent it out to Garrett Hedlund, Michael Fassbender, read, Chris Pine, Justin Timberlake, and Joaquin Phoenix. I read this and I just lost all interest in this the movie. other thing to me, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but my recollection, I read the manga. I uh-huh. thought I get why people dig the story. I, I, I do. It's, it wasn't what such I expected. Such a great story. Such a deep story. These actors all seem way too old. Yeah. Yes, they do. Totally. Yeah. And 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 way too white. I mean, it's just it's it's a Japanese. Well, get story. over that. That's the name weird. is Akira. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're gonna, they're gonna rename the movie. It's gonna be Akira. No, it's gonna be like Fred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Akira. I'm not. I'm not happy. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I'm not enthusiastic. It, one because sometimes you know, just a movie, especially with anime. I mean, I'm not that huge a fan of anime, but when one's just done so well and acknowledges the classic. Yeah. Why bother with a live action? Yeah, yeah. It it's not like it's got. I mean, it's got its its kind of cult fan base, but it's not like it's a major. It's like 20, cultural. It's thing twenty too. years old. 20, but I would say it's, it does and have a still, major cultural cachet in that if people know anything about anime, that's like that's their starter. Sure, but that or Nasca. But then, out of the general population, you yeah. know what I mean? Who's going to go? You know, I don't know. I just feel like it's a. It's a fringe movie of anything else. I think it's. Oh, we could use a fringe movie. Uh, no. no, I don't mean. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> yeah. okay. I just got a little excited. Yeah, I know. I saw that was that was disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so you know who should, they should cast in that movie though, if they want to go younger, that Rebecca Black chick, because she is blowing no, up right no, now. No, 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 don't, don't. No. I wasn't going to mention her. No, I was not going to mention her. One of the her. kids that's in a bottle. I can't explain to you 
how agitated her existence makes me. Oh, so okay, um, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, she's just a little girl. Why, I, why are you taking it out on her? I, I'm not. Okay, good. Her exi- her career. Let's say her career. Let's okay, you said her existence. Her and existence. I was like, so what? You'd like go back in time? I mean, and as the per- her, I mean, or? as the persona. It is a classic conundrum, right? We're not going to make that comparison. No, no, no. You're right. Except I went deeper into the Ark Factory's videos just to see how ho- horrible their crimes against humanity are. Yes, they're pretty horrible. Okay. Oh, they have a fa- they have like an archive. Yes, they have a, oh. they have a YouTube channel. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to do tonight. Oh, yeah. You're going to go see Sucker Punch with uh, Rick and myself. Yeah, and then hopefully. after that, yes, they're going to do something else. Um. So yeah, I was just teasing people. We're going to watch Sucker Punch tonight. Uh, so two days early. Uh, uh, no, I don't know. And maybe maybe we will review it afterwards. I don't know, and we'll just edit it in. I don't know. We might. That's up to Rick. Because you know what? What if his we job do? Is? We'll do it right now. And we're back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I cannot tell you what I thought about that movie. No, I can't. Either. I can't remember what we just said. I'm stunned. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, a movie that we've never talked about on this uh, on the podcast. But Why start now? Which ties in because oh, it got moved up to being in August a little to you know whet our appetites after the superheroes have gone away, the apes are coming back, uh, and it does tie in because Boom Studios is launching a Planet of the Apes comic book, uh, oh. and just in time for on August fifth, what was supposed to be released in November is Rise of the Apes. A, Everything's rising. Yes. It, well, Dark Knight Rising. Long rise rising. of the apes. Rise of the Lopez. Rise of the cakes. I mean, it's yeah. just it's just rising. Rise of the French bread. Remember that Sounds movie, good, Deep it? Rising. It was I, pretty I, terrible. I vaguely recall ago. that title, but I don't think I saw it. No, oh. but it's Wait, okay. Deep rising, rising Sun. Deep Rising. Was deep that the one with Kidman, Nicole Kidman? I don't know. On the boat. Which one was that? Uh-uh. Dead like Rising. Dead Rising. Maybe that's what that yeah. was. Or yeah. Dead Calm. Dead that calm. Was dead, that was dead calm. Yeah. Was it okay? We're just going to work our way through everything. Uh, Mojo rising. Get your Mojo Get rising. Your Mojo rising. Yeah. So okay. anyway, uh, James Franco is starring as the scientist who trains a monkey to he uh, smoke a lot of weed. I think he will. Okay, you'd have to decide you want to teach a monkey to talk and be your butler, mm. uh, and and then it all leads to the Planet of the Apes. I knew it. You know, yeah, the downfall of mankind is going to come down to weed mm-hmm. and monkeys. Mm. It's a little paranoid theory I've been working on it's since 28 days later. What? <laughs> what? It already happened. Oh, Lord. No, I, I heard you. I was just yes. stunned processing. Who wouldn't want to smoke a lot of weed and have a, a monkey w- a butler? That I, sounds I like heaven. That sounds I, like an idea I, that would come out of smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what would be perfect? You know we need? A monkey, monkey butler. butler. You we said monkey butt. <laughs> I just think that, like, if I had a lot of capital, like venture capital, to start a business, <laughs> I think I would monkeys st- are us. I would start weed and monkey butlers, and then oh. you just you stay for the weekend, you get really high. What about, what about monkey valets? That's wham B. Ooh, monkey! No, monkeys can't drive cars. Silly. <laughs> no, that's valet parking. It's different. A valet, a man, valet monkey, a man's monkey. I don't follow you. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, that's all right. Probably because did, all this weed of his. Did you watch the Entertainment Tonight Captain America footage? I did. I did. And what did you think? Here we go. We we can all talk. I thought good. He threw the shield. And I thought bad. Okay. Oh. First, the bad. Let's go with the negative first, and then I don't give me the like positive. seeing Captain America shoot a gun. I'm sorry, that's just me. Okay. I know it's part of the ultimate thing and whatever, but here's my point on that. Why carry around a shield? You got a gun. 
Just shoot people. Because people shoot back at you. You can't shoot know, the bullets but, on but the then side. Why not give everybody a shield? Because he's get that. What? You, That's what I'm you saying. Want, you want Nazi shields? What I'm saying is, is the original Cap never fired a gun because he never ne- he never needed to because that shield flang around so I'm much. Say, I'm not positive on that. I think that the Kirby Simon in 1941 might have had a gun. Mm, did he? We know shoot Batman it, did. Yeah. Yes, he shot it. I believe he may. All have. right. All right. Okay. I, I understand. But the you premise. know what? Somebody who somebody who's a big Simon Kirby fan. Uh, nor a fan of Simon and Kirby, rather. Uh, original Captain America stuff is read deeper than I have. I've only read scattered stories. Write in and confirm. Editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. I've got some of those old Kirby Chronicle things. That well, I know that Marvel has reprinted, uh, has done Golden Age collections, so see if somebody can find that. Kirby, a lot of the Kirby characters had, back, had guns back then. Sandman had a gun. But it was a wire poon gun. I know it, That's was, what it was, called. But it, it shot gun. wires. Yeah, no, I'm... It was I'm, sort of like Hell, Hellraiser. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. No, I, I'm probably, Captain America is probably the the movie I'm most excited to see this year. So that was so the good was the good was it just looks fun. It looks cool. It looks like a movie. So much I more see. on the Chris Evans CG scrawny Steve Rogers. Yeah, it it, it freaked me out how effective it's a it looked. Scary. I try not to look too closely at it because then I'll start to scrutinize it. So, all right, I'm just going to accept it. Good plan. Good plan. Now, a rumor confirmed, or not, well, not the rumor confirmed, it was announced this week that Kevin Costner has indeed accepted the role of Pa Kent. Mm-hmm. Did we ever talk about who was Ma Kent? Yeah, we did. We Diane did? Lane. Okay, good. And we talked, to, and I have an article on it in the... I know, I just wonder if we podcasted. We, I, think like, we did, I think we did. And, we did mention it. Okay, and, good. Uh, so, yeah, they're kind of a... You know, it's funny because that's one of those things where the... Like the mainstream press is like, oh, there are younger, your younger Kent's. And somebody says, well, you know, Kevin Costner is 57. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like, for those of us who read comics, it's like, that's been Mon Pa Kent for the last 20 years. It's just kind of the mainstream media. And that's Smallville. I mean, right. you know, Jonathan Smallville. Schneider and, and Annette O'Toole. So, I, you know, I'm fine with it. It's just funny. You know, the, 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 the whole metaphor. That's why I feel very Zorlacky and put that, my nose. The whole the Superman world is, it's, it's morphed by whoever's been telling the story lately. So That's true. You know. That is true. As I'm going back over the James Robinson Starman omnibus and uh-huh. the episode, where, the issue where he goes to Krypton, and I was like, yeah, that Jor-El, that old John Byrne version Jor-El. Yeah. That's gone. This story is now completely invalid. But I still like it. I still like it. It's still <laughs> dang good. I did not realize the friend of the... Grant Morrison approves. Yeah, great. That uh, friend of Fanboy Planet and the podcast, Keith Champagne, was an inker on that run. Oh. So over Peter cool. Snaberg's pencils. I had no. I didn't know Keith then, and so it's like exciting to discover, you know, he dabbled mm-hmm. in those great runs. So... Um, Yes, Keith, we just name-checked you. Okay, so let's go to television, shall we? Because you uh, know, That's all the movies? We're all done? That's all I got. Okay. But you just mentioned you know, you're looking forward to Captain America. You know what? In May, you can see it early. You know why? Ready? Download? No. <laughs> because the 1989 Captain America is coming to Blu-ray in a director's cut. Oh, that's cool. Oh, the Matt Salinger version? Yes, with, a, with about 40 more minutes of footage. Ooh, do any of those minutes include Captain America? Possibly, Probably not. not. 
It's all Ned Beatty. What I did not realize, well, I've never seen it, so... Um, it's pretty terrible. Which one are we talking about? We're not talking about one who's on a motorcycle. No, no, like, that's the TV movie. That's no, the Red was, Brown movie. There was uh, Matthew Salinger, who was the son of J.D. Salinger. It's the one that has the red skull on it. And the rubber ears. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the Italian red skull. What I had not realized was that it had been a big budget movie when they started it, <laughs> and then a week into filming, their budget went away. Mm. Uh, I actually at least that's the story they tell now. For what it is, it's entertaining. The I don't know. I can't speak to that. I feel that way about the Fantastic Four movie, the Canon film. I agree. For what it is, it's very entertaining. Uh, I don't hate that one nearly as much as people do. So maybe the cap. I don't know because you like the the Punisher one, the Dolph Lundgren oh, one. I, that's a great movie. That's why. But um, <laughs> the Captain America one, uh, not so much. No? It's just it's like you said. You can just tell the budget. They just they skimp. They go. I mean, you know, for when it was made, though, it was it was still pre the Flash TV show, and they did the Captain America suit with kind of a, almost a rubberized texture. I don't know if it was pre Flash. I think it I'm might pretty have been sure after. it was pre Flash because Flash the, was the one where they had the full rubber bodysuit that made well, it look really. Batman came first. Yeah, the Flash was influenced by Batman. And was Bat did Batman come out before Captain America was shot? Batman was like 1988 or 89. It was 89. And so what's and this America's one? And Captain America is 1989. Oh, same was, year? Yeah. yeah. So. so maybe it was before The Flash. Yeah. So, I stand corrected, Rick. Yeah. But I, I thought sitting. that was that was a look that we hadn't seen in uh, in superhero. They always try to do it with fabric. You know what costumes I'm finding disturbingly effective? You sent me a link over the weekend to uh-huh. the safe for work, completely non-adult trailer for... The adult film version, the adult film par- parody Justice of Justice League. League. Yeah. And Aquaman's costume actually looks really, really cool. good. <laughs> All the scales. <laughs> I, I'm looking at that and going, I was like, they, they spent the time to do Why did they do that it's so well? It's not like well. you've gone by that fabric. <laughs> <laughs> they had somebody who knitted the uh, scales together. So I'm not torn. I'm, I know I'm not going to see it. But I saw the trailer and went, it really irritates me that they put that much effort into it. Yeah. So just had to say that. They put and that the, much effort into the trailer. I was the a, actual yes. film itself, they won't do a lot. How about the Wonder Woman costume? The one that was released last week? Um, that you can see on Fanboy Planet. Yeah. Everybody this is, bagged this, uh, on it. We should make clear that this is the Wonder Woman for I'm the Wonder sorry, Woman movie. I'm sorry. For not the Wonder the, Woman, not the the Wonder Woman For the Wonder Woman TV series. That's where I was confused the at first. The David time. E. Kelly. Well, You're we're right. just talking about costumes, whether they look good. So you could go from Captain America saying that one looked Indeed. pretty good for the time. Then so they did that. And then the one that caused controversy last week was the release of this. And Adrian. it looked really good for 1984. Yeah. I thought it looked okay. Um, I think the pants, like if I were going to critique its like overall design, mm-hmm. the pants are fine. I don't have a problem with the pants. Everybody was yeah. going, oh, you got to give her short shorts. I just think the color selection for the pants... It's like really bright blue. If they would have made them darker like they had in the comics, it would have made a little more sense to me. Maybe even like black. I tend to agree with you. I also I thought it was far too much of a spandex slick look to it. Mm-hmm. It, it, I it looks like a Halloween yeah. costume. It does. Or, it mm-hmm. it yeah. looks kind of cheap. Um, so, so, I mean, but maybe, maybe it'll look better on, on camera. Well, I was thinking that. Yeah, maybe so it's, it's like a, you know, they can adjust that costume before they actually start filming. Mm. We'll see. They can adjust that costume two episodes in. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. She wake up and go, I want to. Wear. Because the thing I see that, you know, I have the first two seasons of the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. And yeah. what struck me watching that after years of not seeing it was that the costume really doesn't look as good as you may remember. It looks like she's very padded. In the star-spangled trunks, like 
Mm. They were like they were trying to make protecting sure that her. No funny line showed up. Yeah, it just looks odd. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wasn't happy to realize that, and so I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what would be this. And again, under a different in motion, in, under a different film stock, perhaps instead of a high yeah. high different resolution lighting, photo. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that costume won't look as bad. So, well, the other thing was, and without getting too risque here, the bustier does not do a woman who's had enhancements done. They separated them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, 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 it's well. There's like an above line there that's kind of like, oh, okay, that you wouldn't see in a natural. Hmm. Yeah. So okay. uh, I guess the Amazonians have I, had some work done. I didn't yes. pay that much attention to the photo. Uh, Clearly not. You I'm, have to study these things. No. Okay. That's why I have you with Lon here. I have a wife who does costuming. We're looking at it together. Oh. I'm I'm really more interested in the story and the acting on the Wonder Woman show. So I really think well, you're a big, you guys, you know, putting you're a big putting it all on how the girl looks. Wait I mean, a minute. Really? I think you've held a straight face for 15 seconds what? on that. Yes. <laughs> and what? I, I know that Lon is a big Etta Candy fan, though, so... Right. I'm sure. Edda Candy? Yeah. Uh, that would be, yes. Uh, uh, being Edda. played by the, uh, what was the, what is the actress's name? She was in Rent, the movie Rent, and the original, uh, no, she wasn't in the original cast, but okay. she is the uh, the lawyer who becomes the manager. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in that. So, um, oh, I was going to mention, while we're on a DC track here, that uh, Cartoon Network had their upfronts today and announced next year's... Uh, they're creating with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is consolidating things, and they've created a block. They say will be a multimedia block launching on Cartoon Network of officially DC Nation. Hmm. So I count only three shows, which to me a block needs to be two hours and should be four. So I'm not sure. But they what are your three? So uh, we know that there was going to be a Green Lantern animated series. So that's mm-hmm. they they said that's going to be one of the anchors of it. Okay, uh, and then. Uh, Young Justice is, of course, renewed, uh-huh. and Batman: Brave and the Bold is renewed. Oh, cool. wow! Cool. So those, so that's going to be a destination of DC the, series altogether. Though uh, they said they were kind of done, so maybe what they're doing is holding off the, like the last thirteen. I don't know. Oh. Uh, which I should mention that, of course, Brave and the Bold season one, part two, thirteen more episodes that go through. Uh, some of the darker stuff. I don't know. We talked about it last week. Uh, came out last week, and so uh, and if those, you haven't been paying attention to the previous podcasts, highly recommended. Yeah, still, uh, still no extras on it. But I really, you know, the thing is, for a little two disc se- season, and those all those episodes are great. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Rick's eyes just got big. Uh, you didn't uh, put it on here. You didn't put it on. Here. What didn't I put on you there? You wrote it on the site, but you didn't. Venture Brothers is renewed. Oh my gosh! Yes. That's where I thought you were going with this. No, okay, but you thank you. Watching, I forgot to, you started talking about Adult Swim. I was like, uh, oh, he's going there. No, I talked about Cartoon Network. I didn't talk about Adult Swim. They are oh, separate Swim. entities. Announced True. like on the same day as the uh, second, volume, Tuesday, the second uh, volume of the season four came out. Or for Blu-ray snobs, the entire season yeah, okay, four well, came out yeah. on Blu-ray. Yes. Um, are those on Netflix yet? Or? I don't yet. know. I don't mm. know. I know some of them have been on demand. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of funny. If you go to Jackson Public's blog, his excuse was, he said, we recorded all the commentary announcing it. Then I realized, whoops, we never <laughs> actually officially told anybody. So let's uh, let's talk about it. So not only is the Venture Brothers re- uh, renewed for two more seasons, uh, two, I'm holding it up visually. Two, Woo-hoo, go Team Venture! They actually touched fingers. Yes, uh, yeah. because Weird. we are the Dean and Hank of fandom. Oh that's my pretty God. true. That's, that's I call Dean. Dang it. 
No, actually, Hank's okay. Uh, he's blonde. Uh, so, um, anyway, but not only that, they will have a 60 to 90 minute special. So, basically, a, a feature length episode. What it'll be about, they said, don't know. That's great. Separate. It might be a direct DVD. They might not even, they might release it a DVD first. That's fine. I, I know it is. Oh, and man. then they've got a 15 minute short that's going to come on this summer. They've been working on it secretly all along. They, you know, so. Even though it was with heavy heart that I went, if the if that last episode had been the last episode, I would it have accepted been fine. it. Yeah, it was a good wrap up to know that it's coming back. And we should mention here this guy shopping here, Gaz, who's trying desperately not to be noticed. You did some work on the Venture Brothers early on in your career, did you not? Come in, Gaz Gretzky. Our Supertron fan. You waved, I know, but you didn't come to a microphone. Come to a microphone. I didn't want to interrupt things. No, because no, that's how we do it, man. We is this mic on? We roll. It is. We have we have a mic on. You're LinkedIn. Just in case someone shows up, like yourself. Can you hear yourself? Hi, I'm very special. No, yeah, I I worked on the first season of Venture Brothers. I used to live in Jersey, and I worked in New York. You can see my name in the credits on the first two episodes as production assistant. Uh, which is just above director, the way I mean, it's different. <laughs> the work's different out in New York, uh, but yeah, no, it was. It's, it's the you know, it's the East Coast. We understand. They were, yeah. they, they were a great group of guys, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, oh, thank you for a chair. I was one kneeing it, but uh, yeah, no, it was a great. I remember when I went in, uh, I started you know, to see about getting to be an intern there, and it was weird because all the other places I had gone, they're like, "What do you bring to the table?" Da 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 da. And I went there, and uh, Miguel um, was who interviewed me, and. Rather than asking me about what I did, he's like, let me show you this. Because Venture Brothers had not even come out yet. No one had ever heard and of it. And this is back when it was still Noodle Soup doing the work? It was Noodle Soup, yeah. Uh. And uh, so he shows me a clip of the first pilot episode, which at the time was done partially in Flash, which I don't believe they've done in a long time. Uh, and I, it had the whole thing with Brock curb drawing the mummy and peeing on him. I'm like, this is... <laughs> and like, and I totally fanboyed out because I'm like, oh, I'm looking for a job. Here. Rick Could just I... got his work cut out for him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but it was amazing. At Fifty-six and, minutes. 56 oh, I'm minutes. sorry. Is this the clean? That's, we 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 keep it kind of clean. We will bleep. It's okay. Yeah. You'll I'm sound sorry. like a little monkey at that point. Oh, so. good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, and, and I was like, I gotta be here. And he's like, great, we'd love to have you. And you know, I did a lot of photocopying and that kind of thing and running things around. I didn't, I was not really involved in the production of the show. Well, I was involved in the production, but not in the art side of it or the writing. Okay. The, the most creative thing I did was uh, I got to design some of the templates for the design sheets that would go out to everyone, you know, using the Venture Brothers logo and things like that. You, you drew squares with the logo on top of them? Oh, it was amazing. Okay. I drew the best logo squares you've ever seen. But uh, but no, they were all really good guys. Uh, I mean, je- what's Brock's? Samson like he you know he is a pussy Aww. and I mean that in the British sense oh. he's a very lovely man mm. and uh, just very sensitive you mm. know um, and he's still tough I didn't guess that <laughs> I really would have yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but uh, no it was great actually uh, you want an anecdote sure uh, give us an anecdote I was there the day of the uh, New York blackout and uh, Miguel and a couple of the other guys and I barely knew them. I was just a random intern guy. We got stuck, and he's like, he grab me. It was like, a, it was like an action movie. He's like, grab me by the script. He's like, come with me. Let's go. You know, because he's got a little bit of an accent. And he grabbed me and some other intern and, like, ran us down to where the ferry was. I'm like, where are we going? So he is Brock Sampson. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, boys. He had you guys tucked under arms. And it, it was amazing. It really was, though, because, like, I didn't know what was going on. And I, at the time, I wasn't as fact, familiar with the 12th clone of Gaz. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I've gotten more defective each tem. I mean time. But anyway, so he he throws us on the ferry, and eventually everybody gets to the ferry. But we were like on the first ferry going out, and everybody got stuck, and we ended up at his house. And and he's like, "Let's get dinner." Was over in Jersey? Uh, yeah, it was in Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's like, uh, "Let's get some food, man. Let's you know get a little pizza Sweet. going." And and I'm like, "I have no money." He's like, "I don't give a shit. Like I'll get you pizza." And he, he bought us dinner and an Italian ice. He, he he was he was like a father, mm. even though he's like six years older than me. <laughs> Sweet. But uh, yeah, and and like that was I mean that's an extreme example. But all those dudes, with the exception of uh, of Jeff Noodleman, were cool. And Jeff Noodleman was a huge asshole, obviously, which is why the company <laughs> fell apart. And you know. <laughs> and now it is I can't remember who uh, Astro 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 Base Go Base and Titmouse Productions. Right. Yeah, and well, world leaders. Yeah, Astro Base Go was from the beginning. I right, think that yeah. I, that might be the sound. World company. leaders started like the third season. Yeah. I think so. And yeah. if I, you, you may have covered this, but when they say whatever they're saying, it's always a translation of "That's good soup," uh, which was the original tagline. Yes, which is an "fu" to Noodleman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And there we have it. Sweet. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Is, I'll bounce out. So hey, I uh, no, I have a question for oh, you. Yeah. Have you uh, have you uh, followed the link, Gaz? For Tron. Have you followed the link? I've looked at it and followed it and thought about it. I have not bought it. It's in my. It's on my Amazon wish list. Are we shaking hands? Why are you <laughs> reaching for it? Because oh. I want him to follow the link and buy. It, it, one finger for each of the discs that come in the deluxe set. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, but, do we get a proper introduction on Gaz other than his history and connection to? Yeah, no. This is Gaz Gretzky, who was an artist uh, who had a gallery showing here at the Elusive Comics Gallery, indeed, uh, or the wall on the other side. Yeah, it's, it's a nice uh, wall gallery. And, uh, and you've we drawn do the stuff in reverse. Drawn a couple <laughs> of pictures, and uh, you'll get younger at the end. You've of the been podcast. shopping here for how long? <laughs> oh well, since I've lived here, which is a little over a year. We, uh, my wife and I moved here from Jersey because she got a job in computers, and uh, I'm just the lame artist who could work from home, so it didn't matter. And uh, actually, I got here because of Doctor Who. I found they were having some kind of Doctor Who screening like the first weekend I was here. Oh. And uh, that fell apart after like two weeks, but I kept coming. Well, <laughs> amazingly, that's our next segue. It's fantastic. You're going to hang out for the – Because we're just going to talk Doctor Who. This is where right. Lon walks off. And uh, and we talk about or how nods off. the or nods off the of course new season starts April twenty third we get it on Easter uh, same day and date as the UK so April twenty third Doctor Who did you watch the uh, Red Nose Day episodes Space Slash Time uh, was that the Christmas <coughs> special you mean no no no, no. I, the last one I saw was the Christmas special the the Christmas Carol all right thing. well you need to go to Fanboy Planet this week because I have them embedded on oh, Fanboy really? Planet yes well I absolutely Space will I'll time. do it actually when I go home tonight okay and you can watch the two part. Yes, like two and a half minutes each episode. Uh, <laughs> Set aside some time. With, yeah. with two Amy's. You want to because it's dual Amy's. Caught in a space oh, time. I watched that a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys, I must go home now. Looping uh, Amy's. <laughs> looping Amy's, indeed. So, uh, and I, yeah, so uh, that's good. And speaking of Christmas Carol, I watched that with my son this weekend. So I introduced mm. my son to Doctor Who. Nice. And he got it all? Did he like it? He enjoyed it because his uncle the day before had shown him, uh, I can't remember which episode it was, but but one of the Matt Smiths. And so he oh. he said Sunday morning, he just said, Dad, Doctor Who is cool. And I said, son, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good news is he said that about Matt Smith. So he's really going to like the good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like Matt Smith. But, uh, yeah, we all have our faults. We're warming <laughs> We invited you to the table. Exactly. <laughs> so, and stars announced there when Torchwood um, Miracle Day uh, will launch on July 8th. Oh. And they released a poster oh, for that, cool. which I have that on Fanboy Planet as well. I'm losing you track. Follow the image. The next, the next Doctor Who is in the U.S. 
Right. There is an episode set or uh, a two episode arc set in the U.S. And isn't Torchwood coming to the U.S. It, as well? Yes, yes, it is. And, uh, so the so what's plot wrong of with England? They're they just tired of showing that Ferris wheel. Uh, here's what. Uh, well, no, no, no. First of all, the BBC has paid for Doctor Who. They just fit, fit, they've done episodes of Doctor Who set in the U.S. before. They thought okay. they've because basically, if not for Doctor Who, BBC would have nothing. If not for if the, not for multi multicolored Daleks to sell at Christmas time, the BBC <laughs> would have no funding whatsoever. Right. Uh, so uh, they they put a, a money in Lethem's film on location for the first time in I don't know how long. And uh, Torchwood was yeah BBC wasn't going to pick it up. They would only co-produce. And so uh, you know as we know Fox had had put a bid on it, mm-hmm. and then somebody went went oh but you're Fox, and uh, <laughs> you'll sell us out. Uh, yeah yeah and you'll show the episodes in the wrong order. order. <laughs> yes, this won't make it's sense. A time travel show. Uh, Jack will become straight. <laughs> yes, and uh, so stars agreed to let fly Russell D. Davis out and let him uh, put it together a team of American writers, but still oversee. And so the plot is that uh, we'll start with the CIA team. That realizes that the problem of no one dying, because uh, they try to execute Bill Pullman, who is some psychotic child killer or something, and uh, he doesn't die. They try mm-hmm. again, he still doesn't die. And they realize no one's dying. So after five days of no one dying, that's clearly something is way out of whack. And the government, U.S. government team realizes that the only group that has experience with this is Torchwood, except Torchwood doesn't technically exist anymore. So they and don't to, they find out at the end that basically Peter Griffin had hit in death with the car and that's yes, why no one's that's dying, a, right? We don't know. Well, thanks for the spoiler. <laughs> oh, sorry. What's <laughs> the point of watching it now? Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, looking forward to that. And that was only when it was on Fox. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So I think if I think if uh, Stars has it ways, you know, the BBC will get it like a week later and they'll have to illegally download uh, <laughs> our episodes of Torchwood. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, so Tron, five-disc set, man. Go for it. It'll pr- if somebody buys it for me, that would be really the best uh, scenario. Oh, no. That's, it's on my wish list. How about if I just bring it in and wave it under your face and go, ha-ha, and then dance off? I'm pretty sure I could run faster than you. That's probably true. Okay. But I got lawn, <laughs> I got lawn to block for me. Uh, not for Doctor Who. <laughs> no, this is for Tron. For Tron. Not for Tron. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Well, if uh, if you'd like to block for me or have questions, comments, compliments, or commentary, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. And to my oh, right... Oh, we're not going to go to our guest? Well, I'm going to go to you. Oh, I'm Lon. Yes. And across here, our special guest tonight... He didn't know it was going to happen when he walked in. It was a wonderful time. My name is Gaz Gretzky, and I mm. love you all. You have a you have an art gallery online, right? What uh, what give the, uh, give the URL? My my uh, my sketch blog is uh, GaryGretzky.com, which is my legal name. And if you put a backslash and put gallery, then you can watch all my stuff. I was going to say bull s, but it's a clean podcast. It's mm. all there you go. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're oh, on. I'm actually going to be at uh, uh, that convention coming up that I can't remember the name of. Wonder WonderCon? No, one before WonderCon. Big, no. It, uh, SuperCon, but they changed no, the Big Wow. That's, that's after, after WonderCon. Oh, well, I'm going to be at that. Because WonderCon's in a week and a half. Oh, yeah, I will, I'll be at WonderCon as a fanboy, and then I'll be at Big Wow selling prints. Will, you be, you, will you be at my panel at WonderCon? No. Uh, no. Let's put him on the spot. So. No, I don't think so. Dang it. <laughs> no one's going to come. No, no. I uh, I might. I, I don't know what day I'm What day is it? Friday night. <laughs> Friday night. Go. What time? 6.30. Well, okay, well, yeah. now everybody knows. You you know, everybody did. Well, you want to meet those guys. I'm going to set so. up cardboard cutouts in the, all the chairs yes. so you're for your family. Okay. If, if I'm there Friday, I will come. Okay. Yeah. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your powers, powers only for good. good. Yay.
Don't touch my hardware. <laughs> and thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.